Hello and welcome to this very special Gone Off on a Tangent with Liam Bridcut. If this is your first time listening to us, where have you been? We do a weekly show, we're on episode 12, maybe 13 by the time you're listening to this, where we digest all the sporting news, we have some games and we play around and then every so often we're going to invite people from all over sport to come and do an interview and as I say this week it's Liam Bridcut, who I thought was absolutely fantastic boys, your thoughts? Absolutely class, honey. Genuinely, like footballers have a bit of a, a rep, let's say, but I think Liam just destroyed that. He was just brilliant, brilliant company. Uh, got well involved and uh, plenty of class stories, didn't he? Yeah, and like like you just said, stocks. You know, there's a back catalogue. If you enjoy this one, then go back, have a listen to the rest of our stuff. Let us know what you think. Uh, we're always looking to to get better, bigger and better. So, yeah, let us know your thoughts. But. Liam was absolutely class and I think everybody that listens is really going to enjoy it. So this is part one. Look out for part two wherever you download your podcast from or wherever you downloaded this one from. As I say, just check out the weekly show. Um, Yeah, and uh, thanks for downloading. We wouldn't even be here without our sponsors. They've helped us get off the ground. The first... I mean, we literally sat in one of the sponsors. Yeah, so we are sat inside the Active Arena Lincoln, uh, who was our first sponsor and also our first player special, which was Danny Hone, which we did. Uh, you can go and get get that. Uh, fascinating bloke. And uh, yeah, so we, we're sat inside Active Arena now. It's where our studio is. Active Arena is Lincoln's first indoor football venue with four purpose-built state-of-the-art pitches for multi-purpose use, a sports bar, which is now open, offering food and drink from 9am to 10pm. Adult leagues are now available up and running throughout the week. Please check them out. And how would I check them out, boys? Where would I go? Well, you'd just come here and sit in the beer garden and eat some lovely food. <laughs> correct, Carl Stubbs. That is correct. Plenty of beer. Where would I find them on social media, Carl? Uh, you would go on Instagram and search Active Arena, Lincoln, and they'll come up on there as well as Facebook. So here we are, gone off on a tangent special with Liam Brigcutt. Welcome, Liam. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in, buddy. We really appreciate it. No problem. It's like deja vu, this. I know, yeah. Just it's for the listener, all, we... Um, dicks again, then it may be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there is a pre-recording of this, but it stopped, where I called everybody dicks, including our guest, <laughs> which is... Uh, yeah. Sorry about that, Liam. That's all right. Welcome to Lincoln. It's been called worse. Firstly, the last time I saw you, other than tonight, clearly, is uh, was running around Ellen Road Pitch, yeah. giving 110% pal, so thank you for that. That's okay. They were in the dark days when we were shite, so uh, <laughs> you were a half-decent footballer at Ellen Road, thank yeah. you very much. The rest were shocking, <laughs> apart from Liam Cooper. If you're listening, Coops, hit me up, because you're in the Premier League now, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got his number, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I'll pass it on. Can you get I'll me get a shirt? next week if you want. Yeah, could you? Yeah, can you get I'm me a shirt? We were going to get. Better, I reckon um, Liam's got a heavy phone book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he's now, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. what's the biggest? Where are you going? Go early. I don't know. Getting Claude oh. McAlealy or something. No, no, no. Not as. They just move side to side <laughs> in the mics. <laughs> <laughs> Never sit him still. He'd just be covering everything. Uh, nah, um, I don't know. What's, yeah, let's play that game. What's what's the number? What's the who's on there? What's the biggest contact? How big are you going? JT? John uh, Terry's on yeah, there? Bad. Yeah, I've got JT. Ferdinand? No, I'm not really. Oh, I could have got them together. Oh. Just in like the England days. Just got them <laughs> yeah. in the corner. Uh, but on a serious note, no, thank you for joining us. No um, and genuinely, them days at Leeds were dark and you were awesome when you came. So thank, thank you very, very much. much. Um, no we'll, um, we'll get on to Leeds in a bit, obviously. And um, 
Yeah, so let's just start off with your, your, your Chelsea days and where it all started for you. Yeah, um, I remember, it, well, started there at seven. Um, I remember going on, I think it was a six-week six week trial, um, probably about 500 kids turning up over a six-week period. Um, and then by the end of it, it was only, I think, out the out the lot, probably 20 or 30 kids that made it through. It's a low percentage, isn't it? Very low percentage, boys. Yeah. And, well, them days it was uh, schools of excellence, so obviously Chelsea wasn't at that level in terms of finances, and um, it was just before Abramovich. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was, that's where it started. I signed my first contract when I was eight, um, and I stayed there from eight till 21. And so you were a local boy to Chelsea then? You're that um, Reading, London? Reading. Oh, OK, yeah. Yeah, so it's about 45. You can tell them my research, can't you? <laughs> Where are you from again? Yeah. Swayze, yeah. I've been to yeah. Scotland International because yeah. I'm from Reading. Yeah. I've told been. you. If you if, well, you've gone early with a Scotland, yeah. haven't you? I said, if you buy a dog in Scotland, you qualify. <laughs> hey, them caps, they count. They do. More caps than I have. Yeah. been to Reading many a time. And, uh, yeah, you probably pleased you got out of it, to be fair. There's not a lot there, is there? No, there's not. It, especially the area that I grew up in, it was, um, yeah, it was very... Uh, difficult to be around. Um, yeah, so when I did get the opportunity to leave, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, that was what I was aiming for in terms of my career and goal, just to get out of that. So do they have like a um, centre of excellence in Reading then for Chelsea or...? Uh, no, so it was just, um, I was playing for a local team in, in Reading um, and local tournaments and stuff like that. And obviously Chelsea at the time had uh, a lot of scouts while going around the country. Um, Picking up, that sounds wrong, picking up young boys. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so looking at the, the talent and, um, that yeah. That doesn't sound much better. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's worse, I think. That's a bit worse. Yeah, I just remember uh, coming home after, uh, after a tournament and my mum saying to my, my, my stepdad at the time and saying, um, yeah, Liam's uh, got an opportunity to go and uh, have trials for Chelsea and, that was the team that I supported as a as a young boy. So we were friends before yeah. this started. Yeah. Before I called you a knobhead, we were yeah. we were friends before. <laughs> so yeah, that was where I went. So yeah, that was where my career started and my pathway through football. Midfielder then, or always been a midfielder? No, or? no. Um, probably only up until I think twenty one. I started playing. My 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 main position was midfield. It was centre half or fullback. All right. Yeah, I can see you as a fullback. Yeah. I'm going to say centre half. I'm not quite well, seeing. I've played uh, many times at centre yeah. half. Many people don't realise that. I've how tall good, are you? I've got a good leap. Yeah, clearly. Uh, uh, how tall? Yeah. On a good day. I reckon I've got you covered. And, that's uh, <laughs> and we call him a midget on every single podcast. <laughs> how so. tall are you? Um, good day. We're going to go five ten and three quarters. Oh, yeah. oh no, I'm five seven. That. He's bigger oh. than me. I'm a unit in here today. And he were a goalie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, though, you, you do see players that, like, say, you've got a good leap. No, yeah. There's a player at, at Leeds that you, you'd probably play with him, actually, Gatano Berardi. Yeah. He's brilliant centre half. Yeah, brilliant. He's tiny. Yeah, look, he's... yeah uh, for me, he's some of the best. Like, look, Mascherano, things like that. Yeah, he's... true. I think, like, the higher up you go, though, like, you're at Chelsea as a youngster and that. Like, yeah. At, if you were at Lincoln as a youngster, you probably wouldn't have made it because all they wanted is, like, six foot idiots that yeah. run around and edit and kick it. Like, because you were at Chelsea, who want to play football and want to develop like proper players yeah. you had I'm not going to say more of a chance of making it but you almost did with the style of player no, that you 100%, are 100% I would, 
I, I probably I developed quite early in terms of like my size and and build. So, but yeah, hundred percent. If I would have been at another club, I've I've had friends where I've been at other clubs, and that was the first thing that come up was the the size and, and things like that. So yeah, it was lucky for me having uh, the the coaches that I did, and 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 Chelsea having that mentality of trying to produce. Uh, good footballers really I was going to say when you was at Chelsea was it just like football 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 as in like be the better it was like passing football just be yeah. uh, just making technical players rather than yeah. sort of learning the game of football as such yeah. how did John make Terry sense? make it then <laughs> can't pass five yards that boy he is one of <laughs> technically Jenkins. one of the yeah, best right. players I've ever well centre halves I've ever come across uh, he, was, he was unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. Um, unbelievable. And our heart of a lion as well. They just throw it throw himself in front of yeah. anything. Was it was it I think it was an FA Cup final where he lobbed his Arsenal, face. When he got, yeah. uh, got his dish absolutely. I mean you good. can play for me. That's that's yeah. unbelievable. It was it was good, yeah. He's like he's like an old school centre half but with a old school mentality, football. yeah, but yeah. with yeah, with a modern day football. Joking aside, he wouldn't have made it, would he, if he didn't have them decent feet. So Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, like you said, it's I think that's what's wrong with um probably the English game at the minute, well, English coaching in, in general, not so much. There's there's few there's, there's a few English managers or coaches now what are coming through what are really good, but I think a young age are just taught to win and fight, which is probably wrong. I think if you go, if you go across across Europe in terms of um, like Ajax and things like that, in, in, in Spain, Barcelona, the first thing they're taught is technic, uh, mm. technique, so that that's all they work on. I think obviously after your technique comes, and then that's where you start getting the the, the tactical side of the game. So I think you like look at it that like somebody like John Stones is like a prime example for me. Is like he made a few mistakes and all the rest of it, but the way that he plays, like yeah. under any other manager, he's like absolutely bend off now. But yeah. Pep's like put his arm around him. Yeah, and just... now look at him now, mate. He's like to be fair, he's probably one of my first names on the team sheet for the Euros. Yeah. It's brave like, football. But it's he, allowing yeah, him to be yeah, brave yeah, with yeah, ball and to make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah I, think, I think that's that mentality in terms of good coaches and and, and it's, it's similar with uh, Lincoln now with, with Michael and he, he doesn't mind you making mistakes. No, he, he wants you to... Yeah, he, he will never criticise or have a go at a player for making a mistake and it, it, he wants to produce good footballers. And talking about like across the continent, you obviously... We'll touch on your time at Lincoln a bit later on in a bit more detail, but you obviously see it firsthand with Montsmer at the minute. Yeah. Like he's obviously been in that position. Yeah. And he's probably like a prime example of what coaching has been like for him. Yeah, definitely. Early 20s. Because if you look at Lewis now in terms of when he... When you when you when you watch him play in terms of a centre half, you were going, wow, well, old this kid. Were head kicking, yeah, right? this is, yeah. That was my my worry with Lewis when he first came. I thought coming from from uh, Holland, I know he's going to be technically good, but is he going to turn up on a Tuesday night yeah. away? And the first game, he just kind of wiped all that doubt out of my mind. Where yeah. he just come in, bosh, big, strong, head it when he needs to. But it, it, technically, he can he can do everything with the ball. Can you thank Lewis for me because he has won me a fortune this year. Yeah. First goal scorer, yeah, yeah, first and last. Goal yeah. oh. <laughs> he was like eighteen twenty five oh, oh, to one. Oh, thank you. Six is each way. Oh, eighties actually on Paddy Power for uh, the Liverpool game. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was handy. The thing is though, like when I back to I was at YT, at, not YT. Mm. I played all the way up to I was sixteen at, at Lincoln, yeah. and as a goalkeeper, I was. It was never. Goalkeeper. Play out at, yeah. Is that oh, no, no, yeah, no, no, legitimately. Is that what? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, genuine. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's only 14. <laughs> if, I, if I was six foot, I'd be. Oh. 
joking. He called yourself Buffon. That's <laughs> honestly, he's full of shit. Mate, honestly, he's, he's leaving you bit as well, isn't he? He got it, aren't you? It's the short sleeves you like. It's the image with you. It's yeah. all it is. Image. Yeah, yeah, image. Player. But back to what I was saying, it was never sort of like the last resort was play it to your right back or left back. Like yeah. everything else was just bomb it forward oh, yeah, as far yeah. as you can. Yeah. Like, and it's the same all the way through a lot of the football I played. To be fair, it was literally because I can. I've got a decent zing on me, to be fair. It's just, you just kick it as far as you can, mate. Can, yeah. Like, you're wasting what you can do if you pass yeah. it to your right back. Well, a lot of that is... No, you know I mean? to, like, but that's how the game develops you and you build. You're giving a 50% chance of giving possession. Giving it back, yeah. yeah. It a lot of that's culture. I remember when coaches were, were like... Obviously, English coaches have gone out, got educated, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They come back and those two centre-halves coming back. Yeah. And like it was like every club started doing it. Yeah, yeah. If you don't coach it right, it doesn't work. No, no. And all you've got on like pundits going... I can't believe they're doing that. Just bang it forward. Right, like, it, it takes forward. years it, for that cycle to go yeah, through. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, 100%. And every really. club does it now. With any good yeah, club, well, any it, decent club. But if you look throughout the leagues now, there's there's probably teams in the lower leagues that are playing good football. And it, you look, Well, look at M, uh, MK, for, for example. They play really good football, but they're kind of stuck in a, in a rut in terms of they pass the ball, keep the ball a lot, but they actually don't do anything with it. I was going to say, so there's, there's, there's another level of... It's the next day, yeah. Russell Martin's been... He's, he's, he's a massive advocate for... I yeah. Don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. No, no, exactly. And I, I think he, he's, he's got it identity. right in terms of he wants that the English game to develop and he wants to develop young players, which you, you can see that because of the amount of players now leaving MK because of the style of football they play. They look really good players, but they need to go to the next level now in terms of Right, you can keep the ball, but can you? When it's they get to the final forward. third, you got to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Go that, the right. like when we forward. played them this season, like we knew they were good at what they'd done, like what it, with, in terms of with the ball building up. But we, we was like, we're in control of the game because we know yeah. that they're not going to go. No. Uh, they're just going to pass it across the back exactly. four all day. Yeah, like, yeah. and we'll wait for a mistake and we'll, we'll yeah. deal with it that way. It's like when modern coaching terms like low block, mid block, blah blah. blah. Yeah. If you like. If you have a mid block against that, and you just sit there and say, "Look, you can have it there, boys. Yeah, you can have it there. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. You don't worry, is. Do you think the rule change with allowing you like now able to receive the ball in the eighteen yard box off a goal kick? Do you think that's helping promote playing football throughout the lower levels as well? Yeah, I think. It, do you, have you noticed like a real change in the game since that law's yeah, come in? There, there's teams now what would have never even passed the ball to a centre half from the keeper, whereas now majority of the teams are trying to do it. Um, there's still teams in in League One now what won't even uh, attempt it, but it has opened up that that pathway for for proper football, as I say, in terms of keep getting the ball out from the back. From the outside looking in into football, it's the goalies is the next thing because they've yeah. got to have good feet. Like we talked about we talked about England, yeah, and really, Pickford's feet are pretty good. Yeah, Pope's a Shocking. Sorry for listening, Pope. Your feet are shocking. So it's, it is the next generation next, coming through. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've, I've had coaches, uh, when we used to do possessions, the keepers used to have to join in. They, they would do the handling and stuff with, with the goalkeeper coach, but that's an added player on mm. the pitch in terms of passing the ball up. And to be fair to the keeper, you, you mentioned MK earlier, like their keeper, mate, for a League One goalkeeper, he is unbelievable. In terms of his, his feet, feet yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. Is that the lad from Man City? Is yeah, he, yeah mate, young lad. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, very good. With his feet. Very like, good. Genuinely, I stood there watching him, like in awe of what he was doing, like just so relaxed on the ball, like it was. It was like he was playing in midfield half yeah. the time with how he was on yeah, the ball. I'm like, guaranteed if you put him in midfield, he'd probably do a job. 
Yeah, I guarantee. It's like yeah. Edison. I can get, yeah. I guarantee you, mate. He would do a job in yeah, the field for at, at League One, League Two level. Yeah. But you know, Pep's watching that. You know, he's watching every every heart, and he's seeing yeah. that kid come through. And he knows, like, the first thing he did was get rid of Joe Hart. Yeah. So he'll be seeing that. I don't know the kid's name, but he'll be seeing that kid and thinking, right, two years time, three years time, yeah. he's, he's for me because look yeah, at the feet, yeah, massively. Yeah. yeah, it makes a big difference. Um, so obviously, with starting with Chelsea, yeah, what a, what a time to be at Chelsea as they were as Mr. Bates left, can't stand him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tosser, oh, mate, why. honestly, I'm, I'm, don't get me on Ken Bates, <laughs> be all fucking. Okay, no, I can't. Yeah, we need like a Leeds klaxon. I think that's yeah. Sorry, listen, Leeds podcast. It is, mate. It is. We'll get through this nonsense in a bit, and we'll talk about the proper club we played for in a bit. We'll get there, don't worry. So yeah, what a time to be coming through at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was. Perfect timing um, in terms of uh, the transition of, like I said, when it was schools of excellence to academy football, obviously, and then the the, the big boost of finances um, in terms of when Abramovich come in, and then obviously uh, Mourinho coming in, at, um, and kind of paved the way for 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 young players to come come and express themselves. Really, I think, like you said before, if with my size, yeah, it, it wasn't a problem. Uh, uh, <coughs> At Chelsea, it wasn't. It was never an issue in terms of um, just my size. It was because I could read the game well, um, and and I was technically good enough to be where I was. So of course, you uh, you had Claude Makélélé in the in the yes. first team. Yeah, you model yourself on him a little bit. Yeah, one hundred percent. He was like I remember when we when we went from uh, so when I went into my scholarship and we got given a first team because we never clean boots and things like that, like that kind of was starting to fizzle out. So to have interaction around first-team players, you was given uh, a first-team player that you can you can go and ask advice and you could um, sit down and have conversations about the game. And and the first-team lads, these are all mega stars. They're all some of the best players in the world and, and they've done it with us. Um, so you would go and sit and ask what questions or what would you do that. that. And like, tears, yeah. so many stories about like, yeah. go clean my boots, put the cap. No, on, yeah, it, so it was. I think Chelsea kind of changed that in terms because at the time I had friends at other clubs what were still doing it, cleaning the building, cleaning boots. Cleaning. Um, we had it the other way. They didn't want us to worry about anything else other than football. So it was kind of wiped from your mind. So every day you wake up, the first thought was football. And like I said, when I when I had the opportunity to speak with. Um, with Makalele, and even when I uh, managed to go and train with the first team, he was just next level in terms of how he read the game. And uh, Claude was probably smaller than me, and he would absolutely manhandle people. We need a height chart of you, Stubbsy. You and, <laughs> you and Claude Makalele. We need a height chart. I, I feel dominant. <laughs> <laughs> it felt taller, yeah. The big man. Um, so, in terms of a culture thing, you're saying yeah. obviously that was leaving the game. So, I've heard on other podcasts that play, play, so like ex-pros say, oh, I miss that. I think, yeah. I think kids need that. Yeah. So, obviously at Lincoln now, how, how are the kids when they're coming through? Are just, is it the same? Are they accepted into it? And But they've got to not behave. What are they looking for? The culture of the dressing room. It's yeah. got to be right, hasn't it? You don't yeah, want like, some young young chavy coming in and yeah. sitting in your seat. It's quite a young first team. You've got yeah. a lot of lads that are on loan from Prem clubs and all the rest of it. So you've got yeah. a fairly young dressing room. You yeah, we've got a very... One of the very, older boys. I am the oldest. The oldest. The granddad of the group. Yeah, it is. But I can understand it in terms of some people will say it's kind of ruined the game in terms of I think to be in football, you have to have that thick skin mentality in terms of 
there's a lot of banter what goes on in football and there's a lot to take. Yeah. Um, I think I was and a bit thicker. Yeah. Back, back, you know, back then, yeah, because even yeah. when I was um, coming through, there were still stages where I don't know, you'd be in a room and a boot skip would just get thrown in mm-hmm. and you're like, lights off and everyone's fighting. Like, but, and that's like senior players doing it. Yeah. But that's kind of phased out of the game. And the big thing with me, like when at Lincoln and now, in terms of me being in, like as a the, the older person in the group, when the young lads come over, I treat them the same as a senior player. I don't treat them any different. I tell them when they come over, when they're training, right? If if someone's not doing something, tell them, tell them in the right manner, but don't be afraid. Yeah, because I respect you. For yeah. That. yeah. So uh, and I'm not one of these players going, oh, young lad, you got to do that. You got I'll I'll treat you as you're a professional trying to come to work to do your, your job and I will treat you that way. You hear loads of pros, don't you, say, like, it was borderline bullying back in the no, day. No, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It's incredible that it kind of went on for as long as it No, moved, yeah. To be honest, but. but that's got to help our game. As I was saying earlier about English, the English game, it's got to help because when the, the foreign boys come over and they were yeah. coming over in, in your early days and it was starting to become sort of prevalent, they must help them now. They haven't got to worry about all that sort of They just come and yeah. they say it's football, 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 football balls football, out, yeah. first day of pre-season, yeah. proper... Not like that, Stubbsy. <laughs> Footballs are out. First game, yeah, yeah. So that that's got to help. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of foreign lads would have struggled with that because I think now you're seeing a lot more foreign players who are coming over and adapting straight away. Look at uh, Montsma for for example. This this lad's come from what, second division in, yeah, in Holland. Not, not only has he come over, but he's in the middle of a pandemic. So people don't give him the the credit that he's no. due in terms and he's of. Not had any kind he's of, had yeah no exposure to the city no, exactly. what the fans are yeah. like at all and that's it's mental to think that actually a lot of the fan a lot of the players in this current squad haven't experienced the they've never had a crowd yet it's yeah but I think the other thing you've got to hand credit to there is like what the scouting system Lincoln have got now like what yeah. Appleton's brought they were yeah, so yeah. happy with yeah. the, they like, so happy like with oh, I can tell you about that risk. if you want it's got to be yeah. a big risk hasn't it like, no 100%, 100%. 100%. he was found on YouTube he was found on YouTube the kids were basically the, the techie kids at, at, at oh, God, I found about 46 then didn't I think Apple Pay yeah basically they were set a challenge during the first pandemic look just get on YouTube. We've got this budget. Just get on, find some players, and they yeah. found Lewis, and that's wow. unbelievable. Credit that's to those boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's how they found him. They were, they were just scouring the internet, found him, did the scouting report, sent it up to the gaffer, yeah. and said, "Look, I think we found one." Blah blah blah. I wouldn't and like th- to see the search history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so young <laughs> Dutch boys. <laughs> Ping. Soapy titwang. <laughs> young Dutch boys. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Ooh. Have a look at your scouting department. <laughs> But they found him. Well, it worked, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it worked, they found it him. Nobody's got arrested, so we must be all right. <laughs> We're fine. But, yeah, that, that's, that, but that's modern scouting. Yeah. The, 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 Appleton, I'm sure, would have said, this is what no, I'm looking 100%. for. And we've only got a... I mean, obviously, there was a lot of players released from Lincoln, yeah. all told, but, but to, clearly COVID had a massive effect on that. Yeah. To balance the books and to cover your wages, obviously. To cover <laughs> <laughs> we've seen the guy who rolled up in, haven't we? <laughs> Joking, I'm joking. I'm paying expenses, mate. <laughs> There's no expenses here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so yeah, so it, um, uh, I've lost my train of thought completely. Um, yeah, the, um, you got a bit nervous after you get that bit of banter. Yeah, well, well, I don't know if take it. I'll cut that bit out. It was backfiring. It was, yeah, straight away. Just gonna get up and walk out. Go in, mate. Go in. Yeah, just go out. You can't pull back. I'm fine. I'm alright. Don't need to sit in my feet. I've been bad on that. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, definitely got in here. It's not like talking about money. It's not a nice subject. You brought it up, mate. I did. Yeah, yeah. Just came up, didn't it? Just shot from the hip. But the um, for the for obviously players getting released, etc., etc. Yeah. They had to go out and find some players. As simple as that. Yeah, and yeah. what a find! Yeah, and there must be some scouts looking at him as well because he's yeah year one in England. He's taken to like a duck to water. Yeah. He's got oh, he's got all the attributes in the world. A hundred percent. Because I've had I've had clubs ring me already about him in terms of like what's he like as a as a person. As a professional as well. Yeah. yeah, and not just yeah we know what he's like as a player, but what's he like as a person? That's a big thing in football. People like to know how. Not what they're getting as a player, but as a person as well, and he's, he's absolutely brilliant. There's more and more bringing in that New Zealand rule, isn't there? The All Blacks, the uh, no knobhead rule. Yeah, that's becoming more plenty prevalent of them in football. Don't worry about that. Players and managers. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get on to a few of them. Yeah, Steve um, Evans. So <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I was looking for. <laughs> And it's now time for a sponsor drop. So we are also sponsored by Clavering's Removals. Dan Taylor, who are Clavering's Removals? So Clavering's Removals and Clearance are a removal company. So if you are moving house or you've got a old sofa to get rid of and you can't manage to fit it in the boot of your car, just give them a call. Um, but yeah, obviously in the boom that we are in, in terms of the housing market, there is quite a... Uh, substantial demand for for removal so please give them a call um, on 07904546036 or email info at claverings.co.uk for a quote so back to your days at Chelsea did you have uh, did you work with Ray Wilkins at all when you were because you hit you listen to uh, plenty of people talk about him just like what a guy if it wasn't yeah if it wasn't for Ray I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh, went to Brighton. It was it was Ray what got me there. What really? a guy! Yeah. What he's honestly yeah. absolute gentleman of the game. What so a guy! Was he, was he your youth coach? At no, Chelsea? he was the assistant coach, the first team coach right. when I was there. Um, this is on, uh, another thing what I say to to younger players now, in terms of every day's got to mean something because when you're training, you you don't know who's watching or who you're impressing. Like the thing with when I was in and in and around the first team at Chelsea. I obviously took my opportunity and, and Ray saw that. Uh, obviously, I didn't go into the first team and play play games, but when when I left or when I left Chelsea, he he called me and said, look, have you signed anywhere? I was like, no. He's like, I've just been speaking with Gus and I've said you're a perfect fit for him. And that was how I, I, wow. I had that relationship honestly with, yeah. incredible. Ray Wilkins again he another, was, another yeah. player ahead of his time way ahead yeah, yeah even he, like when when I was there and he used to join him like the keep ball sessions really and I'm telling you now he was incredible you don't play in Italy if you're not no. especially in them days yeah as in them days yeah you it's just don't you. massive move that one it? it's like it doesn't Huge. get spoke about no enough, yeah like sort of how much of a risk that was because he was like one of the first to do it wasn't yeah he? yeah like, 100% and they love him. They, 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 yeah, they love him over there. there. There's so many people, like, uh, the, the amount of people that Ray would have would have worked with over his career, not one person would speak bad of Ray. He was, um, like you said, such a gentleman um, 
and it was had time for everyone. It was yeah, it was really good. He was brilliant on the media as well. He was he was always on Talk Sport yeah. before he passed away. He was he was amazing on that. Who who was your obviously your, Ray Wilkins? Who was your academy coach? Uh, Brendan Rogers. Oh bloody hell, that's fucking a fucking hell. Some names dropping yeah, there, Brendan Jesus. Rogers. Yeah. Talk about playing football. Oh, he what was, CV that guy's got? He was um, next level, and I think he was he well he is way ahead of his time in terms of a, a British manager. Um, he just had something about him in terms of not just his, his training sessions were like some of the best I've ever had. He was um, really good with the lads, but off the pitch in terms of like just advice on life, he was just next level. He could, he, he just had something about him. He had that charm, um, and that's why Mourinho loved him when when he was. He's, a, he's an intelligent man. He speaks three, three, four different languages fluently, um, and. Yeah, he, he was just such a good coach and a good person. He's got that level of arrogance as well. I watched that Liverpool documentary when he was there and he was having himself. Yeah, he's... Norman he Josie liked him. But I've, you need a bit of that. I'm not asking yeah, that. No, yeah, no. You don't get to the top no, of that, that, do you? So. To be honest with you, he has changed a lot. He's got fake tan and <laughs> new teeth and that new now. Teeth, and yeah, and I'm going to say. But, um, yeah, he, I don't know. Like, some, like I said, money can change people. But in terms of what he's like working day to day, he, he was brilliant. There's one thing that stood out for me watching that documentary a while ago now, but he was absolutely screaming at Raheem Sterling because yeah. Raheem Sterling wasn't listening. Yeah, and yeah. It was just, he could tell what a coach, he's a coach, this guy. He is a, a very proper good coach. coach. Yeah. I think every day was enjoyable. Like, it was not one day. I've had it at other clubs or with, with certain managers. And the, the sessions get repetitive in terms of, oh, you wake up and go, oh, not, not again, can't we do something new, something fresh. Yeah. Brendan would have something new every single day and it would work here like physically and mentally and you come off the pitch going can't wait for tomorrow can't wait I know when he left Liverpool he, he went he was one of the first coaches I've heard of that proper went around Europe like just yeah. sat in stands he did, all over yeah. yeah and learnt and it, he, st he started the game so his wife's um, father was uh, a groundsman at Reading and he was out of work at the time and he was trying to get into coaching and it was just by chance that he said, look, my son, my son-in-law is trying to uh, like make it into football as a coach, whatever. Can you come watch sessions? And it, that's how he got started. Same as, I mean, we'll, we'll go on to Jersey, actually, but Jersey similar. I mean, he was what? Yeah. He was a translator. Translator for, yeah, yeah for, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Great, another great man. Fucking hell. Bob Robson. Bobby. So he was obviously translator for, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bob Chase. Oh. So, just couldn't remember the uh, name. Bar a Barca, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was translator for for him, and then the same thing. Just yeah. kind of do a bit of coaching, and he just learn with Bobby. Yeah. And Bobby was obviously a legend as well. And he was just learning as he went, and just picking stuff up. And and I think um, one thing Brendan has from obviously you've played under him, so yeah, he seems a quite a good man manager. Yeah, the, the one of the best uh, I said before in terms of. I remember when I was um, at Watford with him on loan, and uh, I remember. Played like three or four games in, on the spin. That was doing like doing all right. And I remember he just come up to me and goes, "You're not going to play tomorrow." I was like, like devastated. And then he just like put his arm around me and took him in his office. He was just like talking, going, "I come out thinking I was the best player in the world." He just had something about him that he could get you on side, or he just knew how to comfort you almost and speak to you to make you go right. Next session, next game, I'm ready to go. 
and he, he was brilliant at it. his man management was absolutely brilliant probably walked in wanting to punch him and walked yeah, out yeah no yeah just there's <laughs> like that's sort of, it's like as soon happen, as he says oh you're not playing tomorrow and you're like negative four straight away in your head it's good to nip those yeah. in the book, yeah obviously. and like, then he just went man. look come in here and he would just put his arm and he'd be chatting away and it'd just be like he'd speak about not even he wouldn't even speak about football for the first 10-15 minutes just be speaking about family and friends and whatever just else and, yeah and then then he would explain why he's pulled you out of the team or then explain what I need what he would need from me and then you'd come out and he would he would tell you oh, this, you're so good at this and you just come out and you'd be happy even though he'd just been dropped <laughs> it was crazy he just had that about him to to, to do it with well, some of the best players in the world he was at Liverpool and I'm guaranteed some of them players would probably say the same thing well, that Liverpool team that just missed out in the league it was an unbelievable team yeah it was, it was a very unbelievable. good team. I remember Shane playing against them that year it was tough yeah very good I mean even going up to Scotland was fairly brave just go and sort of reset and yeah. I thought you meant me then not yet <laughs> <laughs> who's this guy international break <laughs> international break yeah from Reading how is your Scottish accent you have to put one on Reading Brazil you have to put uh, one on. Nah, no, I just, nah. just went. Just went in. Just went in. I'm like, he's out. I think he's out. I think he's out. Where's Ben and Ryan from? There's a few of you English lads there at the time, aren't they, to be fair? You must oh, squad's those. full of them. There's no oh, fucking yeah. good Scottish players. <laughs> nah. All English. I'm only joking. Any uh, Scott, don't bomb my house. <laughs> no, to be fair, Scotland already hate us after we went in on their league, didn't they? So don't oh, worry yeah. about it. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Dog and Duck. Obviously, you'd have been when Josie was there. So, what was what was Josie like? Um, brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant like, I think what people and from, even my friends and that from back home what, are not in football they would go oh, he's such a knobhead can't, can't stand him I bet he's an idiot to work with and I was like no he's the complete opposite he seemed you, like he was just like everything in the media was just to deflect to, everything that, away from the that team that was one thing I loved about Jose is he would always take full credit in, in terms of not full credit he would take responsibility if the, the team were bad he would take that pressure off the team. He would go in to the press and cause a, a massive, I don't know, scene. And it would kind of deflect from the situation from the team. And he, he was good at that. And he, he respected the players so much. And the players, uh, the players loved him for that. And he, he, was, he was a funny, he's a funny guy, a really funny guy. He used to get in the showers and everything, didn't he, with the lads and all that. It's like proper team. Yeah, like everybody's every, in every, it together. Every, like everybody gets in the showers. Yeah. Everybody does everything. Like there's no... He, uh, don't know scout, was he? Was he a scout? <laughs> Well, for Lincoln. Yeah, scout. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was brilliant. He was team. It was almost like a family. Yeah. He had that. Um, it was the first time I kind of had that in terms of. It was a fam family mentality in terms of the person beside you was your family, and you looked after each other, and you worked for each other, and what? he brought that into the to the Chelsea group. What changed on that point really? What changed my mind really, was when he left Inter. And he told the team, mm. and there's some really famous footage of him. They're all crying on his shoulder. It's the same at Maserati. The Ma same at Chelsea. Chelsea. There was, same. Yeah, exactly the same. There was, I'd say, majority of the, 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 the first team at the time were like in tears when, when they, the news broke that he was going. And that, 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 says a, that says a lot for, for his work and how, they, how much they respected him as well. I can't say I'm surprised he's gone back to Italy. They love him over there. Yeah. I was expecting him to go for like the national team, Portugal. I think that would be... We know it's pissed on them him. chips, don't you? Them winning them Euros. He wanted yeah. that. That's pissed on his yeah. chips, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even though he'd have been pinning that, I'm going to walk into I'm the push up, win it with, with or without Ronaldo. Yeah. I'm the man. I'm the man. And then yeah. he did it. And then they were going to do it. And he's like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> so at that time at Chelsea, then, away from managers, got some right players there. I was going to list them last yeah. night. I was doing my research, but too many to name, if I'm honest with you. No, it was ridiculous. Um, what kind Deco, Balak, Essien, Makalele. Just pick them up with you. Uh, Jogba, <laughs> Anelka. Carvalho. So then players at the time. Yeah. So that Jose first team. Yeah. Because they went back. That was an incredible team in terms of how they played. They were aggressive. They were fast. Yeah, they were strong. Like yeah. they just sat there in front of the back four. So what was it like in training every day playing with them boys? Yeah, it was an experience. Um, and it was fast, wasn't it? Oh, it's in like the it pace so, of the game. Like, I tell you, we used to, um, before, before training started, we used to do um, like a little keyboard ball session. So you just go in a circle. And when you come over the new lads, like Jose would, like I've been with managers as a young lad where you go over and they've just not even speak to you. As soon as you're walking over, Jose would come over, he'd know your name, your position, and he'd put an arm around you, go, come on, come and get involved. And it was, it was brilliant like that. But when we do possessions and keep balls, if you lost the ball, you're not getting it back. That you're going to see it for 20 minutes. Like, you could spend up to... Probably about 10, 15 minutes, we used to do these little keep balls just to warm up. I can remember one session, I was in the whole 15 minutes. <laughs> just just couldn't get the ball back. Like just run round. It's that scene in Mike Bassett, England manager, oh, where he goes to get the ball off the little Brazilian kids yeah. and he can't get it back. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was, it was yeah, around. running around in circles. <laughs> and like, at the time, though, you're a young lad, and you're, these, these are superstars and yeah. big names, and you're scared to like, hurt one of them as well. Because like, you just you don't want to smash one of the players. And You're you not know, scared of a tackle either. No, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah, so you'll be about half an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 can, I love Sky. I wait until after the I wait until after the warm up to get him. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. So it was just like you wouldn't get the ball back, and just their thought process and how quick everything was was just next level. Like three or four passes ahead. of him. Yeah, way ahead, yeah. way ahead. Yeah. Well, the names you just listed. I mean, Mike. Oh. What, you, what did you think of your like chances though? Like as sort of progressing into the first team when you've got. I mean, like the players that you're going to have to push out yeah. to get in is going to be Makaleli, Balak, yeah. Deco. I mean, it was, like the names are just a joke yeah. that you're having to sort of you know, go against. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. get so your name on for that first. shirt. Yeah, but that's what it was. It, it, that's why me when I left uh, Chelsea at that point, it was the best thing what, what happened to me because then I can go and progress my own career. Um, at that point, you as a young lad, you're breaking into the first team and. Then, you start training more, traveling more with them, and then you think, this season I might have a chance. And then you go in the transfer window at the end of the summer, going, I can't wait to come back for pre season, might have a chance. And then, 60 Balak, minutes later. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Balak and Deco just walk in the door, and you're like, yeah, there's me. All right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. World Cup winner, tick. Yeah, tick. <laughs> Champions League winner, <laughs> tick. Oh, might have a chance this year, and then, nah, no chance. But it, but that that was probably because of the owner in terms of the pressure that he used to put on managers. At the time, no manager what come into Chelsea at that point. There was a few lads what what got an opportunity, but there's so much pressure on them to win cups. So they're not going to take a risk with a a young lad when they know they've got, like you said, a World Cup winner what mm. can do a job, and he's going to do a job. So they're not going to have that. Yeah. But equally, like probably like not for game time perspective but you as almost like a school kid learning the game yeah like you've got 
them names no, out, yeah, pick the brains yeah. out of every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they that you must have seen a real sort of progression in your game. Yeah, just from talking to them, picking the brain out of yeah. like sort of everything they know about the game. It must have been phenomenal because I mean Balak must have been what was he thirties when he comes to Chelsea? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he's like a really experienced player. Yeah, like yeah. he's seen it all, done it all, kind of thing. Yeah, like, to have that as somebody you can just go and have a chat with just yeah. must have been incredible. Yeah, it was I remember uh once um training and like I played a game um we was we was playing like a 4-3-3. The other team was playing 4-3-3. So it was I was congested in the middle of the park. And I wasn't getting on the ball as much as as I usually do and I was like getting upset with myself and thinking well, I probably hadn't had a good game. And then I remember watching one game um Brendan said to me go uh watch Deco so like, I remember watching a game and he was playing in an eight and he never stayed in the middle of the park. Like he kept picking the ball up in wide areas. I'm, like, I remember the next day I was like, he's always on the ball, but he was picking up in different areas. So I went and spoke to him and said, look, what do you recommend? He was like, I do it because that's where the space is. I don't need the ball there, I want the ball here. And that kind of changed my, my thought process on, on the game. And that, like you said, like working with such big names, it, it massively helped me in terms of my development um, tactically uh, in the game now. I think that's like back from, so Deco would have obviously worked with Pep, wouldn't he, at Barcelona? Yeah. And sort of, yeah, I've watched like masterclasses and stuff on TV where he's like Pep's, when they've got the ball, he doesn't want his, like they play with three up top, they don't yeah. want them anywhere other than on the wings yeah. to create that space and it, everything's just space based space, space with, yeah. with Pep nothing to do with anything else it's no, literally yeah. just find, find pockets Did that's that, all you need to do 100% especially at that level because he knows the players that he's got in terms of technically uh, some of the best in the world it's just putting them in a mindset to know where to be at the right time and if, if you look at the games when you see Pep shouting at like Raheem Sterling or something like that it, it's not because Raheem's done something in terms of technically wrong he's shouting at him because he's not made the run that he wants him to make or standing in the area that he wants him to be yeah. and you can probably see from now Raheem now looks some like he's one of the best players yeah. in the world at the minute for me um, I mean, and that's just he's getting on through balls from yeah but it's not day, yeah, like. just, yeah get on that Raheem I'll just put that there for you yeah, yeah well it does it, it that's helps. what I mean yeah it helps <laughs> it helps but no no you're right but yeah, in terms of that yeah. that mentality I think that's just his finishing he's to sort sometimes, I don't know what it is it's just sometimes the yeah. ball will flash across and he gets his he just so I think Crazy. just so quick and powerful sometimes yeah, and it just looks like he gets away of himself but, yeah. so yeah, all those really top players and Wayne Bridge so that's a, yeah. and no, Damien Duff Wayne, Wayne's my good friend is he shit to be fair cut Damien Duff oh. oh well granted yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> done alright for him yeah, that was a good wedding to cut a bit yeah yeah a cut that Damien Duff <laughs> he was a good player as well by the way time to leave <laughs> no back in the, going back to that sort of Chelsea side like when Mourinho changed it he went to that 4-3-3 didn't he with yeah. you had powerful sort of, yeah. you had Iron Robin and Damien Duff Duff on. yeah <sighs> just next on level oh Robin he is he ridiculous yeah. uh, you, he, for so, he, he had the maddest technique of running with a ball it was so hard to tackle him because when he used to run with a ball he used to stab the ball so like 
it'd be running, but the ball would just be lifting every time. So, so like when you, chance. I saw something on uh, Sky about that. Yeah. Thing. So every time you go to like nick the ball, it just skip over you every time. Yeah, that's it, fascinating. It was yeah. the maddest technique. He just used to stab at the ball and it was to run. Ozil did something similar. Similar, yeah. yeah. It, it and he had that, and it was just ridiculous. You couldn't what, stop it. What a career he had as well. By the way, oh, went some, on yeah. to was he playing at late thirties in the Champions League for Bayern still. Yeah. The only thing faster than Robin was his air receding. Anything oh. quicker. He came into Chelsea and he was bold. He was not. He's. He was what? Twenty one when he came into Chelsea. Twenty one. Really? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. How Sean Dash. He there. looked old. He looked old, but Dan's, some Dan's like eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing about Robin though, he's like a lot of players. I mean, I've jokingly hammered Bridge and Duff, but I remember Robin. Like you listen to Thought Sport and stuff, and they'd be like, "Oh, just show him on his left," or blah blah blah. No. Just Yeah, but that's another thing with in, like English coaches and mentality where they go, "Oh, you got to get up and stop the cross," and you got, yeah, you you've got to get there and stop the cross. But sometimes, if your body's in the right position, you can affect it more. But like you're saying, like I don't know, going up to Ronaldo and going, oh, "Yeah, you got to stop the cross," and he chops you about hundred times and then still puts it in. There's there's some p- point that you have got to understand that. He's that good that he's going to get the ball in, but it's how can I slow it down or affect yeah. it other ways? Yeah. So it's, it's that English mentality, I think. It's just so off. obviously we've nearly gone through sort of your youth, sort of younger early days when you was at Chelsea. What would be your sort of one word of, ad- well, not one word, your little phrase of advice that you'd give a young lad starting in the game that's sort of trying to make his way? What, what would you say to him? Just be open to learn. Uh, that was my big thing. Every, every year I just wanted to learn. Um, and every year if I'd, I felt like I'd learnt I could pro- progress I think um, yeah if you're at a, at a club just be open to learn open to ask questions and things like that it's, it's, for me communication in football is key and it was, I was lucky enough to have players that I could go and ask questions and, and learn from them and um, I hope like, young players can come to me and ask me the, the same questions but yeah just be open to learn we're talking about um, like playing characters. Yeah. But obviously at Chelsea, the their kit man is it Billy McCall? Oh, Bill, He's yeah. He's a character. Oh, oh, there's a funny story of him with uh, with Ryan Robin, by the way. So uh, uh, when Robin come in, he was um, I think he was like I don't know, black boat bout in judo or something like that. He was like a bit of a tough cunt. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yes, Bill and, and Bill and Bill. Um, it had been fucking going, oh, yeah, I know karate. And it's, it's, Bill was just a full-on joker. I oh, know karate, I know karate. And I remember uh, when he come in, there was like, Bill, like, he'd do anything for the lads to make them laugh. Bill, I bet you can have him when he comes in. So it's his first day, mate, walking into the building. And at the time, he was in porter cabins. And he just fucking charges at him <laughs> as he walks in the door. <gasps> and Irons just, like, grabbed him and slung him out of a fire exit door. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the hell? <laughs> like the lads are in bits. Some of the stories with Bill was brilliant. There was one. I remember. There's one on YouTube. Have you seen the one where he's in the the, the bathtub? Oh, I have seen it. I and he's got an ice bath, like a little yeah. metal. And he's te- he's got a snorkel on and everything else, yeah. <laughs> so he's just telling jokes, and you can see a fish hit him in the face. It's all the young lads. Us lot. The chef come out with these big up, big massive fish, and he was like, "Yeah, hold them." And every time I tell a joke, slap me with it. <laughs> So, like, we're there, 
pelter in him with these flipping fish in his face, and he's like, it's finished. Snorkels fell off, blood down his face. Everything would have been smacking him with fish. What a showman! He was unbelievable. For his, there's for his there's a joke what? about catching some babies. And oh, that with Peter 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 he, oh, he was brilliant. He's, every day, he'd just, you'd laugh. Sometimes his jokes would be shit, but you'd, you'd laugh because of his laugh and his reaction to it. Just like, you need yeah. that though. You need you need someone to lighten the load. I mean, there's um, yeah, there's definitely. A, a, I think it's a kit man. I think it's Man City. Kit, man City is similar. Videos, Very, yeah, yeah. His pants yeah. running yeah. around when they win the league and stuff. Yeah. And you need, you need and they all love him. They absolutely yeah. love him, and it makes a big difference. So you're saying earlier about um, obviously the need to win. Yeah. So obviously Jose leaves. Yeah. And then they keep winning. Obviously, mm-hmm. and then it's what Avram Grant next. Avram, Avram, coming after. How did that come about with Avram Grant? No one's ever. Heard I don't of know. Him. I remember t- being in a session with him, and he never sp- he never speaks. So like most managers will come out and have their board, and they would say, "Look, this is what we're doing today. This is what we're going to work on." So a lot of it, um, Steve Clark took the sessions, and I remember one session, and we was doing a, like a possession. And I've just like I've got the ball and I've gone to look up to play someone. And then next year, Avram Grant's just picked up the ball out of nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck? And like he didn't have a whistle or anything. I had to say stop the session. He just pick it up and go right next thing, and he just walk off. And like the lads were like, fucking hell, go and get a whistle. Or, like <laughs> at least we know when to stop or whatever. And like I was like, oh my god, I was a young lad, and he's just like picked the ball up and I'm like, fucking hell, what the fuck's going on here? But before that, we. He was used to sit in the canteen having coffee every other day. No one knew what his role was. His coaches yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah. No, but no, but we didn't know what his role was because he was at Chelsea oh, yeah, previous. Oh, but no one. He was, wasn't he? Well, he was but perceived no one, as his yeah. right hand man, wasn't he? Yeah. So no pitch. one. Yeah. No one knew what he did. His eyes and, and ears. And then next year, you know, he's announced as the manager. I think he was crazy. just a just a just a, a yes like, man. Yeah, yeah. Just completely. 100%. Yeah. Because obviously geography teacher. Yeah, yeah. That's what he looks Someone like, as rich oh. as Abramovich, and he's it's his plaything clearly. Yeah, and he's put his money in it, so he's do it once. But you can tell he just they all want to coach, don't they? Yeah, they all think they could pick the team. It's just how far you take that. Yeah, really. Um, you ever been on his yacht, Abramovich? No, no. Oh, no, gutted no. for you. No. I haven't either. If you're no, no. And I never no. got the invite. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's probably probably is time to to leave Chelsea if uh, if Avram Grant's tackling you. Yeah, that's what I mean. So before I left, I had. Uh, Previous, uh, we had Gus Hiddink. Yeah, I was just Gus looking Hiddink. at the list. Yeah, so yeah. Scalari, Scalari, Ancelotti, Ancelotti. But you were saying yeah. that, but they must win, 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 win. I mean, win, yeah. Some lists, some managers. Yeah, they didn't last very long, did they? No, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. It was um, pretty cutthroat, wasn't it? Like, it was. I think it, if you didn't win a cup, that was you gone straight away. Um, Sorry for interrupting Liam Bridcut for this very important notice. We are also sponsored by Big Boots. Big Boots is the UK's leading online retailer of Steel Blue Boots. To UK tradies, logistics personnel, drivers, dog walkers and many more alike, Steel Blue Boots are the most comfortable premium work boots on the market, which is backed by a 30-day comfort guarantee and a six-month warranty, which is unheard of in the industry. The Southern Cross (laughs) zip-sided boots are by far the fastest-growing style of safety boots in the UK. Dan has a pair. I do have a pair, and they are by far the most comfortable work boots I have ever had. Your feet are safe as houses. He hasn't returned them, so that's probably a good sign. The zip makes it easier for your feet to breathe when driving, easier to take off. 
if you're new to shoes and put back on every time you enter someone's house along with giving you the protection you deserve to keep your feet safe on the work site. Boots are available in men's and women's. I know what you're thinking, Stark. Stop talking. There must be a discount code. You're right, there is a discount code and Dan's going to tell you what it is. So if you go onto the Big Boots website and you type in at checkout G-O-A-T-5, you'll get £5 off your purchase. So that's bigboots.co.uk, enter the code G-O-A-T-5 for £5 off. Steel blue, 100% comfort guaranteed. But like you said, for me it was, it was the best point or the best decision uh, or the best thing that happened to me in terms of so you're moving saying on. Ray Walkers was key to making that happen. Yeah, so was I it, was Gus Poet at um, Brighton at the time. Yeah, so and Gus was one of my heroes growing up. When I was, was going to say, yeah, he was been yeah. around him. So he, he was, was like the likes of like him and Zola, uh, Dennis Wise, and things like that. They were like the, the big names when I was a kid yeah. coming through. But when I um, so when I left, um, I'd been bouncing around a few other clubs like. Uh, it was almost like trials at the time and I remember being uh, down in Torquay I'd just left uh, Crystal Palace uh, I'd been on a uh, trial for a week and I went down to Torquay and I was like couldn't think of anything worse at the Bloody time way, I, uh, so I've got down there you've played there. a Yeovil haven't you that's, yeah that's, how do you find that place oh it's backwards it's the same isn't it yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the arse end of Neville I've been there for a way day I mean fuck me you're going to get water before you hit that place Hills have eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would say if there's any Oval fans listening, but there won't be. No, there two of them. Don't even got a laptop. Mate. What's a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I remember just going down to Torquay, um, trained for the day, and then um, got offered a, a deal. And I was so the manager was like, "Yep, yeah, we want to do a deal." Blah, blah, blah. So I was just going off to get a shower. Got back to my uh, locker and I had a missed call. And at the time, I didn't have Ray's number or anything like that. And I just, like, rung it back. Who was it? And he was like, oh, Liamis Ray. And I was like, okay. Uh, he was like, oh, how's things and that? And I was like, yeah, but I've just been on trial, been offered something today. He was like, don't sign. I was like, all right. He goes, um, Gus Poet's going to ring you. I've just been speaking to him and said he needs to take you. I was like, okay. And then next thing you know, Gus rings me and then says, look, get yourself to Brighton. We want to sign you. So for me, it was a no-brainer. Not far to travel from Torquay. Oh, is that no. To be fair, if you just signed for Torquay, Stocksy's played for Torquay, he saved a penalty for him. <laughs> <laughs> In a previous podcast, we were we were picking our... Uh, it was, it was your rank me off, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And uh, you, had to, you had to pick uh, whether you got a 50 for England and there were some others, blah, blah, blah. And one of them was save a penalty for Torquay just to keep him in the league. Yeah. So I picked that, obviously, like straight to the strip here, you know. Oh. Like, this was ahead of scoring a 50 in a World Cup final for the England cricket team. You still oh, don't save in a penalty. I would be a hero down there. You're not, it's well, all are you from Torquay? No, I'm a bollocks, no. <laughs> the biggest attraction to Helen Chamberlain. Yeah, the biggest attraction to him was Helen Chamberlain. But the, um, Brighton were in League One and, and, yeah. and, and properly built, I mean, not the club they are now, they were yeah. properly building, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Gus was at, because he, he was at Leeds Claxon, he was obviously at Leeds yeah. with, with Dennis Wise, with Wise yeah. and the rumour was that he did all the coaching. Yeah, and he did, what, yeah. yeah. He kept yeah. Wisey under control because Wisey was an absolute Fucking lunatic. madman. If, if, and Gus kind of got him under control. The old yin and yang, innit? Yeah, one guy, yeah they, were, they were very good for each other. So no one was surprised when he sort of popped up there and was playing this really good football. And yeah. we were saying earlier about the, the, sort of the lower leagues and stuff. And I, the football was great. So what, what yeah. was he like to play for? Brilliant. Um, 
very good for my development. He kind of made me to the player I am today. Um, he was, he was good for me in terms of, do you know what it was with Gus? He used to put so much pressure on me. He used to absolutely hammer me. And that was brilliant for me. Were. Yeah, and yeah. it was brilliant for me because I played better under pressure. And he realised that. And he used to put that pressure on me every game, every session. He used to say, if you don't play well, we don't play well. Just on that, he said, didn't he? I saw a quote that said, if he, if he was coach Ray, he'd have taken you with you because yeah. he deserves to go to the highest level. Yeah. That's incredible, that. And some to hear you your know. hero say that yeah. about you is like next level. Right? Make you cloud nine, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's man management, isn't it? It's just it unbelievable is, yeah. man management. It was good. It was brilliant for me in terms of, I kind of understood the game, but he gave me uh, the next level to kind of press on, uh, to press on and he, yeah, it was very, very good for me. And it, it was brilliant for Brighton in terms of he kind of changed um, the owner's thinking of, where they want to be, and I don't. I think if it weren't for Gus, they wouldn't be where they are now. It's a culture shift. Yeah, massively. complete culture shift. Yeah, and and he he obviously was very ambitious. You look at where he's been since. He was yeah. really ambitious, and like I said earlier, it's brave football. Yeah, he wants very to play brave. brave football. Yeah, let you have the ball in the middle of the park. Do what you want need to do. Yeah, and then let's like say put pressure on you to make things tick. Yeah, and that's brave in League One. No, hundred percent. He he would always, he, he was similar in terms of he it. He wanted us to. He'd rather us uh, give a goal away from trying to do, to do the right things in terms of how he wanted us to play, and he was always happy for not happy, but he he, he wouldn't never put pressure on you to say don't do that. He'd always constantly want you to do it. And it. We used to do it all the time, and if we made a mistake, he'd go right, go again, but do it again, see if we can get get it right. And he was brilliant. So these are the days before the Amex, aren't they? You, you yeah, we was at the with Dean, and yeah. then the year that we got promoted, we went straight into the Amex. Which so is the following season. There's nowhere to park down there, but it's a cracking stadium. Yeah, it's it an lovely, unbelievable yeah. stadium. Yeah, very good. And like I say, that's built off the back of. Uh, I mean, the owner's solid there. He's a, he's yeah, a he's, brilliant owner. Into yeah, it. I think he's in terms of uh, finances and that. He just got it right in terms of. He's not gone crazy in terms of he potentially he could. Um, the guy's absolutely loaded, but. Like you said, it's his money, his project, and I think he's done it in the safest way possible to get. It's took a probably a bit longer than what they wanted, but it's got them to the the club they are now. Getting promoted, brand new stadium. Yeah. As a football inside, like a proper football inside, and yeah. then you've got a carpet to go play on the next. Oh, season. That, yeah. So we went from that windy, open running track, and we were still playing good football. But and then we went there. It was just next level. Like the pitch was immaculate every every game. I'm trying to think. Lee's Claxton. Did you play yeah. the game that Fabian Delph sprinted from right back and put it in top bins? You in that no, game? No, I didn't. No, I, I wasn't there when with Delph. He, he was. was one day, not you? you might what when right we there. played them? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. What he, he scored against Brighton? Yeah, great goal. What year was that? Yeah, League One. Yeah, I'm sure it was. No, I didn't play against them. Yeah, because we sold Delph when we got out of League One. I didn't play against Leeds. Didn't you? No. Yeah. You'd gone by then, you'd, yeah. you'd got promoted. No, they were already up when <laughs> I was when oh, I was right. at League One. I can't remember. But he definitely won because he left. Yeah, he was some yeah. player. Yeah, good player. Very good player. He's, an, he's another one though that, that when he came through the academy, he had everything. So yeah. it's a, but you, I was going to ask you earlier actually, Joe Cole, right? Joe Cole yeah. was a player. Do you feel the English game knocked some of that expressive, expressive, is that a word? Expressiveness out of him. 
or because he was he was some talent when he Joe yeah, Cole coming through, unbelievable. could do anything. Yeah. And then I, I from afar, and you were obviously involved in it. I remember looking at Joe Cole, thinking, "Where's all that gone?" Because yeah. he's not in the middle of the park. I mean, clearly all the tricks and flicks you're doing at West Ham. Yeah. But he seemed to like get that bit knocked out of him a bit. I think Mourinho kind of took that out of him because I think when he was at West Ham, in the in the team that he was in, like it kind of didn't matter if they won or lost. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. In terms of whereas at Chelsea, it was like we are Chelsea, we want to win. And he kind of, I don't think he took it out of him. I think he just, he knew when to do it, when not to do it. Like if you probably watch him previously, he'd probably lose quite a few balls of doing tricks, but it looks good. But the minute with Chelsea, he'd pick his moments when to do it. And I think Mourinho uh, got the best out of Joe, I think. I think he was brilliant at Chelsea, Joe. Oh no! Unbelievable. Yeah, but I, I just a natural raw. No, he was just yeah. He was football. a street footballer. He yeah. just looked tricks and flicks. Tricks and... But the thing with Joe, he'd constantly get turned. He was one of them players that you couldn't stop him from getting turned. He'd just turn and get out of here, turn and get out, and he'd just Relentless. non-stop. Yeah, he just keep doing it. I just, I just wonder, thinking out loud, if if he'd been, a, if he'd say he'd been Portuguese, yeah, I still think like Jose would have done the same to him and got that English, not not English, I keep saying English mentality, but yeah. sort of just try and whack a bit more pragmatism into him playing football yeah. in England's different though isn't it to abroad like you tend to get a little bit more time on the ball no I but I mean say. if a foreigner yeah. comes over would he have done the same to him well, or well, just left so. him you off look the at, leash you look, at, you look at Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo when he came to Man United like he was he was, just, he was pretty similar no, I'm not going to yeah. say the same as Joe Cole no but, but same yeah sort of I know place. what like, you mean just like flair flair like, yeah that's, that's it showmanship and whereas Sir Alex got him to be like channel player. it into yeah. the, the, the right times and the right yeah. places to to do that, and I think it's the same with what Mourinho. You probably yeah. I think it's in terms of it's just putting him in. You don't want to take that away from a plan. I don't think he took it away from. Him. He just said, look, in certain areas, I want you to go and express yourself, final third, and things like right. Do your tricks, go and beat your players. But in the middle third to defensive, I, I don't want to see it. That was and it was just more going. That's safe for the team, but and then you can go and earn your money that way. Yeah, no, it, it couldn't. I mean. England didn't help him either because they shoved him out on the left. Yeah, he was just play, he played everywhere. For me, yeah. Joe's best position was like a 10. Put him mm. in a 10 roll. Just let, let, him let, him that, yeah, mm. let him have that freedom to go and pick the ball up where he needs to pick it up. England back then, though, they just ruined every player going. They had yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had some of the best players yeah. that yes. one, they one just couldn't play together. You had Paul Stoll's playing on the left wing for Christ. By, uh, by the way, I'm Scottish, so it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had Brian McFadden <laughs> playing yeah. for Scotland. <laughs> When you walked in, I did think one of the proclaimers had wandered in. But oh. <laughs> no, that's the distance that you had to travel to a home game. <laughs> yeah, not wrong. That was my, I'm not going to lie to that. My first time in Scotland was my trip to the uh, Scotland camp. From Brighton? Yeah. It was Ooh. about 500 miles. Yeah. No, well, I flew. Did you flew? Like, yeah, yeah, I flew. Did you flew? Did you flew? I looked solid England. The... That that England that England team was was pathetic because it was just if they had a braver management like say Jose is a good example yeah Jose would have gone right I'm picking Lampard or I'm picking Scholes yeah or or I'm picking Gerrard I'm picking two that I like yeah and they'll play together or I'm picking Joe in there or blah 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 but not have the balls to pick them in the right positions and keep picking Joe and yeah. Lampard just, just put them out of position yeah. completely yeah. They, can't yeah. Play, they can't play together they just can't play together his mm. names I'll create a formation around that it's Very literally much so, what yeah. it was yeah. Yeah. whereas well, we know all the good teams back of a fact packet sometimes yeah. Yeah. but we know all the probably just it, it, he didn't want to upset anyone that, uh, clearly. He just clearly mm. just didn't want to 
take that responsibility to go, no, this, no, that. But it's not that it's the English media would have absolutely slaughtered them if they probably left one of them out, let's put it that way. If yeah. right, Gerard's not playing up, why have you done that? He's just scored 30 goals this season. You've got to be brave, haven't you? Yeah. Take you have, yeah, yeah so you, have to, you have to. Uh, but that's the, the hard that's the job of a manager that's the hard part that's well they paid in the big books to yeah, track them secretaries you don't <laughs> what a boy old Sven was banter benefiting kind that <laughs> <laughs> did you get him tax man HMRC the thing is though like as a so like a manager's got a like with who you're like so Michael Appleton at the minute yeah. um, and so on he encourages you to be brave yeah. so if he's not been brave himself yeah. with a team selection like, yeah 100% What's going on? Like Completely agree with I mean? that. Like yeah. it, it needs to start from, to, to get you to play well, he needs to sort of back that uh, mentality up himself, Yeah. if that makes sense, which we've never had as an England manager, no, I yeah. don't think. No, I completely agree. Yeah, you, you need to have that ruthlessness, but like you said, if you're going to give the players the, the the speech of going and doing the right thing, he's you know, like you said, he's, he's going to do that. But on the other hand as well, is when... When a manager picks the team and a player's out of the team, it, you need to respect that decision. Uh, uh, there's, there's points where you're going to be upset and pissed off, but you've got to respect that decision. That's his decision on the day. He's obviously fought that, so that's, that's his Your job. Yeah. Your yeah. yeah, so that's the good thing with now with Lincoln, I think, in terms of this is one of the best groups I've worked with in terms of how players deal with disappointment. They're a young team, and not one of them will sulk if they're out of the team. The manager might not need to give them an explanation why they're in or out of the team, but the manager picks the team, the, the, the lads respect it, and then if instead of sulking and whinging, they go, right, next training session, put it in even more. I'll, I'll prove that I'm, I, I need to play. And that's the good thing with this group, what we've got now. It's really good. You can tell there's a good mentality, and yeah. these boys watch closer than I do, but from obviously being top of the league this year, and blah, 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 ahead of schedule, don't get me wrong, yeah. completely ahead of schedule, and I get that. But to, to come back and look really strong into the season, yeah. you, you can clear you can clearly see from top down. There's there's really good mentality in the squad. Yeah, hundred percent. Club's in a good place. Very oh, massively good, good place. place yeah. Ever been in. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Anyway. It, it, even from like throughout the staff, everyone's driven. Everyone's motivated. Everyone wants to do better. There's not. I've been at clubs where people will do enough. That's my job. I've done that. Yeah. But there's people at the club what will go above and beyond to get. The job done. Do you know what I mean? They would help, like people helping out with each other and and doing more than what they should do, more than what they're getting paid. But that's the mentality. What we've got, we we're we're in it together. We're trying to build something to the well for the future. I know that within football circles as well, Lincoln's now seen. And you had the young lad Robbie Gotts from yeah. from sorry, Leeds. Oh, Gotsy, uh, yeah, and uh, Gotsy. Sorry, is that fucking shoe on? Sorry, it's big enough. Oh, and um, <laughs> but but I know on the radar now. Lincoln's yeah. seen as a good place to develop footballers. 100%. And that's massive. Yeah. For for top for clubs in the top division. So yeah. I'll send our players there. They'll be looked after. Yeah. There's good pros around it, but they'll yeah. play good football. They'll learn. It is, yeah. And that that, that yeah, genuinely more, didn't more exist five years ago. Prime example of oh, it's that. it's opened up the window now for, oh. for, for young lads. Because you would never I, ever have heard of a four million oh. pound youngster coming to, to Lincoln or Lincoln. Nah. driven through <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the bypass maybe, to, to Peterborough or something no but that's what I mean you open up that now you've opened up that market in terms of yeah. that was one of my big decisions when I came here when, when the manager rung me to, um, to come on loan and he said look I'm not one of these managers what are here just to put on a session and hope we do well 
I'm here to make better players. I'm here to develop players. And I was like... He's so driven, isn't he? That's me sold straight away. I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of that, 100%. And he's he's proven that. And like you said, with the lads coming from like Forest, Man City and things like that, they've just opened up a great relationship now for clubs to go, right, we need our young players to develop and do the right thing. They need games. There's your number one stop. One hundred percent. You say that you like pressure on yourself, yeah. Like to make you a better player. Do you feel like, as like the granddad of the group, like to <laughs> killed him there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, no, Self-proclaimed him. earlier. Give him... <laughs> he went. He went. Dad, I just thought I'd take it another level. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like sort of it's almost your your that like extra pressure because you've got a Bit load of young lads around you to yeah. like almost be that sort of grandfather figure to bring them further forward and develop their game as well as looking after yourself because you are yeah. like the senior figure in that side. Yeah, 100%. I think in terms of like when, when Michael brought me in, he obviously brought me in for my quality and what I can bring to the team. But I think once he saw me on loan, he kind of realised how I am as a person and how I am as a professional in terms of how I work around the group because I, I'd do a lot for the lads. I'd help the lads. Um, if they've got any like issues on and off the pitch, I'd, I would always give them advice and try and help them out. And um, yeah, for me, like now at my age that I am now, going into the later part of my career and probably looking for the future in terms of like maybe going into coaching and things like that, I'm learning a lot from the manager. Um, so and I'm always like learning along the way in terms of trying to help the lads as well. Um, like there's been a few like situations where I've like uh, Remy, where I've like stood out after training trying to help him with certain things to like this. This is his choice to come to me to have the, the discussion. So for him to do that, that means he wants to learn a lot, and that for me, like yeah, hundred percent. I'm here to help. I'm I'm here to give them as much information as they need to to progress. It must be it must be good for the likes of like Rogers and stuff with like at big, big yeah. clubs like Man City. Like obviously they can relate to you in a lot of ways with yeah. your upbringing in Chelsea. And yeah, all the rest definitely. Of it. So sort of not just as a sort of player, but like I guess in life with sort of the decisions that they should probably make. Or yeah. Not, you're not going to tell them what decision to no, make, yeah. but advise them with what they should be doing and yeah. so on and so forth to sort of progress their their careers themselves. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, uh, the thing with me when I was at Chelsea there was a lot of young lads on massive money early doors and it kind of knocked the spark out of them they didn't really progress after that they kind of like thought they made it at 19 earning I don't know 20, 30 grand a week and they just seemed to stand still the, f- the thing is what they don't realise at that period in their career or life that's probably the most money you're ever going to earn that's not the real like that's not that's not real. It's not. That's not football. And let, when I was at Chelsea, it was like that in terms of you was in, very much in a bubble. That was. It was surreal. It wasn't the real world because once, unless you're going to make it in that team and progress, the next thing is right. You need to drop down the leagues and go and progress. But a, a lot of lads lose that because they've earned so much money and think, right, oh, I'll be all right. I'll move on to somewhere else. But that's not it's the a case. Career, yeah, it's a it? very short career, mm-hmm. and I think for. Sometimes you have to take a, like I said earlier, like that's take that step backwards to then progress. And for me, when I'd done it in terms of when I went to Brighton, it wasn't almost a backward step. It was an opportunity, but I I was on less money and I didn't mind. It, it wasn't about money. It was just about me having a career and kickstarting my career, and that was 
like well, you if you're not that, playing football, you're not a footballer. And no, hundred percent. People yeah. just seem to forget that. Yeah, like, but know. I think some of these lads, that, uh, some of these lads at these big clubs, are happy like that. They're happy just It's a real to problem. Be, I'm, I'll be honest. It's, it's it a is. Problem. I think it's too much money too soon. I know the career is short and they probably can warrant what they're earning, but if you give it them too soon, they kind of lose that bite, that, that motivation to get go forward. It's not real football either, is it? I mean, I, I, no, watch, a lot of, I watch, watch a lot of 23s games and it's, it, you can look at a player and think, yeah. oh, he's talented. He's talented. Yeah. He came in the first team and they're just... It's, yeah, Miles well, you've seen with uh, Morgan when he's coming from like his first few games, he was very slow on the ball. Uh, it would get kicked, and I used to say, I said to him straight away, "Look, you're a very good player. We all know you're a talent, but you've got to be quicker with the ball. You've got to think one step ahead because these lads are going to start nailing you." And that's just the way the the league is at the minute. It's a young lad, <coughs> yeah. like from Man City, the first opportunity. There's a target on yeah. your back, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. And. He quickly adapted, um, so it's all credit to him. He's been very, very good. I think all the lads who have come in from bigger clubs or loans, they've all been like, um, like literally unbelievable. It's just like, a joy to work with, really. So with Poyet at Brighton, you then went to Sunderland. Sunderland, yeah. With, Promoted with first. Got, well. got Promo- up, yeah, uh, promoted. Promotion, yeah, and then got to the How playoffs. did that feel, sort of, on, on your terms, success? Is it playing and obviously big part of that side? Yeah. Was that obviously you've been through that culture with Chelsea? Yeah, but th- obviously this was your first time. It was my first taste of football, really. Yeah, um, yeah but winning so football as well. Winning, yeah, exactly. On your back. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was it's what you become a footballer. Really, I think that feeling is why you you want to be a footballer. And as a kid, you you always dream. That the the funny thing is when you're a kid, when you're thinking about football, you never think about money first. No. It's always winning a cup, a trophy or something like that. That's the first thought. Mm-hmm. Um, money comes into it later on in life. But for me, that was my first thought, winning cups. And that was the first time I actually really won something in professional football. It just makes you hungry for more, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely it did. And that's what kind of probably gave me that driving point to, to go on. feeling you want to bottle up. And yeah, just, yeah. You, you, it's priceless. Yeah. A bit of personal glory as well, obviously. Two Player of the Season awards. Like It must yeah. have been... But must have been like that pressure and whatnot that Gus had put on you. Yeah. is clearly bringing out the best in you. Do you think like that was when you was probably playing your best football personally, or? Yeah, I think yeah. In terms of the style of football we were playing, it was suited to everything I had been brought up playing for, uh, coming through Chelsea, and then Gus giving me that extra edge um, and kind of learning from him in terms of his mentality. His mentality was 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 ridiculous. He was so driven. And um, yeah, like you said, I uh, as a young lad, uh, I don't know, like eighteen, nineteen. I, kn- I I always performed better in bigger games, and I didn't realise that myself. But Gus kind of noticed that straight away, and he used to put that pressure on me every single day to to make sure I um I'm up firing a hundred percent. Big game players. Yeah. When you're trying to get out of a division, the League One's brutal. You're in it now. Yeah, League One is brutal. Well, all divisions are brutal. I think. Yeah. But League One's brutal. And yeah. and uh, over the years, it was, I mean, I'd, if you'd have got promoted, I'm trying to think would have, who would have been down there. Because there was there was Forest, there was Leeds, there was Southampton, Southampton there was Norwich. That, that was yeah. the year that Southampton got. Um, you know when they done the like back to back promotions. Yeah, they bought Lee Lambert, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So that team there, that that team what got promoted from League One started in the Premier League like two seasons after. That's that was how good it was. 
That's how good that team is. You were not with the men, obviously. And we, we, well, we was champions. We went yeah. first, yeah. We were number one. She's how good you boys were that season. Yeah, we, were, we were unbelievable. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> Gus didn't go to Real Madrid, so you never got a chance yeah. to go there. But he did take you to Sunderland. He did, yeah. So obviously, he must have loved the way you played, etc. Yeah. So that was a that was a jump to the Prem, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... What was that leap like? Back make up it, to it. Making uh, your debut in the time derby as yeah, well, wasn't it? So Three nil victory. The paperwork. There we go. Fucking hell. Scored didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, that's the scored about three goals <laughs> in his whole career. Seven, Just say yes. Seven. No one's going to check. Just, One in every four years, apparently. Is that what, you, is that what you're averaging? Yeah. They call you Liam Leap Year. Liam Leap Year. Some of that. Yeah, so I remember um, signing for Sunderland. It was like the day before the window closing. Uh, just got the paperwork done. And this is like the pressure what Gus used to put on me. So I remember being in a hotel, paperwork done. It was, like, it was about 12 o'clock at night. It was just like long day. And then um, he rings me. He goes, everything sorted? And I was like, yeah. Everything, you happy? I was like, yeah. He was like, big game tomorrow. I was like, yeah. Uh, you're starting, so make sure you get sick. I was like, cheers, Gus. Thanks One of the biggest derbies in England. Yeah. In not, he goes, you better not be shit because I've pushed so hard to get you here and put the phone down. <laughs> cheers, Gus. There's that pressure again. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't. So I didn't sleep all that night and then I uh, had to get up the next day. thing is, when, when you go into a club like Sunderland, yeah. obviously they're in that stretch now, but... Then there, he was obviously trying to build a culture there, and he yeah. obviously knew he could trust you, could could put you straight in. Yeah, you'd do the job for him. You know exactly how he wants to play. Yeah, and there's so much of that in football that you see the same players sort of get get picked up and moved to clubs. Yeah, I think I think the thing with Gus is we had a very good understanding in terms of how he wanted us to play and the mentality of the lads, and he kind of got that with the Brighton lads. Everyone bought into it. Everyone was 100% behind him. With with Sunderland, I think he thought I'm getting better players in terms of technically. These are Premier League players, so if I'd done what I'd done with Brighton, with at a time where some of us wasn't really known in football, and I've made them into some good players, which he had, he could do that. But the thing with with Sunderland, it was it was almost that they were stuck in their own I don't know, stuck in their own ways in terms of and. They were scared to, to to play the football that Gus wanted. Very much scared. Who was at Sunderland then? Like sort of um, players. It was a Catamol and that. Catamol, yeah. yeah. Lee Catamol. Um, what was he like? Was Barida? He was actually like people think that he's um, just a tackler, just run around tackling. But he was actually quite technical. Because you and him must have obviously played similar similar positions. roles, yeah. yeah and yeah. we we played together a, a few times as well, and it, that was like the my almost like fighting partner in terms of. That's yeah, yeah, just like shirt. a wall in yeah. front of the back four. And that was whose shirt I was going to take when I first went there. But it, we had like uh, Wes Brown, John O'Shea. Um, what were they Fletcher. like, obviously, off the back of Man United and all the rest of it, were they? Yeah, like, I think Wes was carrying a lot of injuries at the time, but you could see uh, he, why he had played at uh, such a high level. Um, so he was really good. Uh, but the, you see, the mentality of of that group was difficult to deal with because obviously the clubs that I've been from previously and having, like I said, with the drinking culture, we, I didn't have that. I didn't have it at uh, Chelsea. They were professional, uh, doing everything right, recovering right. And at Brighton, Gus drilled it into the lads in terms of that. He was happy for you to, right, when we have a period, right, you can go out and have a drink, it's fine. 
But he had that mentality and it was almost like he was fighting a, a, a losing battle there because it was literally lads out every other night. And it was, you could see that in our performances. It was absolutely terrible. I think they're a victim of geography there because Newcastle is a brilliant night out. <laughs> Saying that, I've never properly been out in Newcastle. I've lived there seven years. Not, never, Blimey, really? Yeah, never properly like had a blast. Oh, mate, I was there. Lincoln played something last year. We had a good go, didn't we? Oh, yeah. A and a drive through one, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, got I, a drive through yeah I was in no fit state to be driving. <laughs> but did, do, you, do you name, a, can you name a single bloke that doesn't like Greg's? Genuinely. Uh, no, I'm not be friends with them if they do. Uh, <laughs> you not like Greg's? Oh, Greg's weirdo. Because when you pointed out to me, it was 24 hours, and it was yeah. like two in the morning. Like, oh, I guess I'm strong. Yeah. I can yeah, do them, that. Apparently. Them cowboy pasty things, game changers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sausage, yeah. like the sausage bean and oh, cheese melt pasty thing, game changer. Liam's an athlete. He don't know anything about this. He don't know anything about a cheese and a bacon Greg's. turnover. <laughs> never had a Newcastle. Never had a Greg's. No. You'd be retired in a few years. You can live a bit. with a local. Probably a little. Sausage, then, mate. <laughs> like Steve Evans. Stump, yeah, that's what I'm aiming for, something like that. Thing is, you said earlier about the um, stuck. So, Gus obviously wanted to play this football, wanted to advance, but yeah. did you live, with, not you personally, but as a, as a club, did they just live with that fear of relegation? And, and the owner had put the money in, and I think he then stopped investing, if I'm honest with you, and, and took his money out or whatever. But mm. was there like a culture shift of shit, we can't get relegated? Did yeah, I think that? every game was. Um, we get booed off every game. Every Tough game. fans, aren't they? I remember Tough playing. Fans, they're so hard to we, play. We we were playing Man City at home, and it was like got to like the 60th minute. Like, no, got to 45, nil nil. Lad, well, Man City <laughs> getting booed off. And it was just their mentality. Like you, like as soon as cats absolutely smash someone. You get a bigger cheer for that than actually a good pass, it's and that was the mentality football, of that. Football fans are so fucking. But it's no con- oh, like Christ. like if you look at Sunderland this year, they've probably done all right this year. Yeah. Look look at no better fans. teams. There's no fact that yeah. is it. it the, like some of the lads used to hate hate home hate games. playing the home games. See that's Fuck just you know. if you're if you're a Sunderland fan listening to that, you must just be because you just part part of the problem. Oh, I used probably, to get more hassle of for the Sunderland fans than I did Newcastle. It was like ridiculous. It's just a hard. It's a hard place, I, isn't it? That northeast. It's just it it's is, hard. But that's and, that's their, anyone who cracks their, it. Their, their luck. Well, yes. that's what then Peter Reid years, yeah. and it was just blood and thunder. Yeah. And, and then obviously a bit of flair clearly with like Kevin Phillips and that. And it yeah. just. But just I just imagine that that fear of relegation. Yeah. Must just be. There's, there's two things they want to do: not get relegated. Yeah. And beat Newcastle. Yeah. That that was it. They both happy. Yeah. Happy days. I've had, kick lumps out. I've had people, fans when I was there saying I don't. Couldn't care if we get relegated as long as we beat Newcastle. It's just crazy. That well, was we, their mentality. What sort of mentality that is it. We, we went up with Lincoln and we'd stayed in Newcastle, obviously. obviously. Sorry, I lived in Sunderland. I apologise. Uh, so we'd go to Newcastle, get in the hotel, dump the bags, right, okay, train, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're in corporate, we're in hospitality, uh, obviously. Big dogs. Through the brewer, obviously. And uh, we're jumping in a taxi and I'm chatting away to the taxi driver, blah, 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 and he said, uh, Where are you going? I said, Oh, Sunderland ground. And he wouldn't drive through the gates. Yeah, yeah. Chucked us out in a roundabout. Yeah, said, yeah. Nah. No, I'm not going to... Obviously, yeah. you can probably do the Geordie accent. What did he say? You can get out here. <laughs> Pet. <laughs> and he gave people anywhere near it. And then, and then I said to him, I said, what, you won't even drive up? He said, nah. And then I said, he said, um, I won't even go in the away end. 
when yeah. we pay them. Pay I will not give them money yeah. going that away end. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's vitriol, isn't it? The thing is, like, the stadium are like, you could make that into a fortress. Like, yeah, as it, do you know what I mean? Like, as yeah. a stadium, it's, it's like, incredible. Like, unbelievable. You, could, you should hate playing there as like, yeah. an away as a way to go into yeah, it. You there. should hate it. But That's what I thought it was like. Because when I met, I remember my first game there, and I'm thinking, I was like, can't wait. Like, I've seen it on TV, obviously, watching games, and it looks like a good place to go and play football. And I remember, that obviously, the way that we played, like, Gus wanted possession of the ball, and he, he didn't want to rush things forward and keep possession. And I remember getting the ball and pressure from behind, so I played it back to one of the centre-halves. And I was like, boo, get it forward. But not, the, not my game, man. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> we I remember sessions this week. <laughs> yeah, like, but the, the thing with Gus, he knew the why I was. I, I wouldn't. That wouldn't bother me. I would still keep doing the same thing, Just and he playing. knew that. That's why he wanted me there. But other lads. Just crumbled them, yeah. yeah. I remember, uh, you know, um, Patrick Van Arnholt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Powers fullback. Yeah, so I remember one game playing and. Someone's pinged a diag to him, yeah. So he's like, he's gone to take a touch, touched out of play, and he's just like they booed him. And then next one's come, someone's passed it to him, he's tripped, and it's gone out of play again. And then it's that was it. He just went, he's gone. Just and gone. then yeah, gone. next thing you know, he gets another one. He actually controls it, and the whole crowd start cheering. cheering. Oh and I was like. God. Oh my God, this is like... I'm pulling a face right now, but I've this definitely done that. <laughs> but we've, like, we've had some good players at Sunderland. I'll be honest. Had, Alonso went to Chelsea. and Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. at Sunderland Ex- with me. As well, wasn't he? Yeah. And he looked a complete different player. Just because of... Off the back. Yeah, of, mm-hmm. of fans. And, it unless, unless, you've got, unless you're literally bulletproof, like that is hard to It's play. hard to take, like, yeah. Even for you, you must have felt yourself at times thinking, like, just give me a fucking break. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, like, you've got your way of playing. Gus has signed you to because play that, that way. way yeah. And then you're getting absolute Hammered pelters for, yeah. for doing exactly what you're there to do. Yeah. Like, you just must want to come out in the press at times and just say, like, yeah. listen here, you fucking <laughs> idiots. I've had it, like, you know, when you do, like, um, like fan, fans' forums and that. So we're there and there's like fans going. Bite your tongue, you? so yeah, so he's like, oh yeah, Bridcut's um, he's okay, but he just keeps passing the ball safe and sideways, and I'm like, oh. he's like, we need to get it forward more. We need, we need, you need to get goals. We need to put it in the box and things like. That. I was just thinking, this, just go home, mate. Seriously. I must admit though, it just as a clear as a football fan, some of that's got to be just football knowledge and just if you can't see what they're yeah. trying to do, do it, yeah. You can't help that no, yeah. as a player. There's nothing you can do about but that it, as a fan base. Was, if... To be honest, it was the same when when Michael Appleton came in at Lincoln and we had Kean Bolger I can imagine and, that and Shax at the back. And oh. it's like, you've got, you can see what's happening, yeah. but he hasn't had the ability to sign the players he wants in those positions yeah. to actually execute properly. So those sort of players are going to make mistakes. Like, yeah. And people are booing him and you know balls are going out of play. And it's just like, just try and stick actually evaluate it. and yeah. stick with them because it's clear what we're trying to achieve. And actually then, you know, this year we played some fucking unbelievable yeah, football, football yeah. and actually people have really enjoyed it. They've gone, yeah. I think one of the biggest victims of that was, like, I'm going to say it as a keeper, but was Josh Vickers. Like, you could see that he was, try, like, he was trying everything in, in within himself to be a, a, a goalkeeper who can use his feet. Yeah. And 
he was he was all right at yeah, it, but he yeah. was only all right. All right and then yeah. he was getting pet like he would, he would have a bad touch or whatever. He would get pelters, pelters and, and then you could see it affecting yeah, him. Yeah, he you didn't want to do it. Genuinely, yeah. could see it and it, affecting that, him. That's a massive part of football. It's, it's, I think a massive part of football is mentally. Oh, big massively, time. Massively, yeah. massively. Twenty years. It is hundred percent, and the manager says it all the time. But he said, "I've played with Vickers, and and don't get me wrong, it, it kicking and out, it was fine for launching the ball, and then like a few would have a clip. But as soon as he made a mistake, he kind of stopped. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to like put the the pressure on himself. And like you said, but the fans need to probably obviously wake up and realise to that. Mm. Like, that obviously the manager had a, a long time goal, and yeah. and the club's got ambitions to go into a different because yeah. oh, don't get me wrong previously you've had back-to-back promotions off of I don't know not playing a, a pretty style of football but it's mm. been effective and it's worked far from it but, <laughs> but, Christ. but it's further from the word pretty actually uh, but, <laughs> Fucking it, ugly, but it's yeah. gotten where where they are now yeah, and then the club are trying to go in that that the, the modern day football I think in, in terms of some I'm not clear some of fat but yeah, me um, neither yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of it comes from as a fan base, yeah. the scars they carry, and it's yeah. and Sunderland. I know are a club where they just they just know something's going to go wrong, and they just yeah. they're just scarred. And unless they're three nil up, like we went with Lincoln last year, yeah. and they, they beat Lincoln four nil once here. Three one. I think we were back in the bar and we were chatting to Sunderland fans, and it was like the greatest day of their life. Yeah. And we were saying to him, no, that, that was a really shit performance. Yeah, shows, you weren't yeah, that yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm not just saying that. I'm, yeah. I'm not even a Lincoln fan. And we were saying this to him, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, 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 no. It's fucking we're, we're, so it's highs yeah. and lows. It's, no, it's, it's, it's yeah, in between. We had 15 minutes shocking in the first Yeah, you were terrible. Yeah. And, and Did we get one sent off? Did someone no, get sent no, off? No, no there was a goal um, basically chucked in his own net. And the, yeah. the defender, I would basically passed it and he missed it and he went in and that just set the tone. And some of them were really struggling. Yeah, but we was but it's highs and lows. There's no in between. No, there aren't. So it's there like you said about like playing City and you're yeah. going, oh right, that, that, what an half. Yeah, and it's just like no, not good enough. Yeah, it's like what? It's, yeah. It doesn't happen. It's just the scars they follow from. It, from, is, yeah. from it, it comes with that big club mentality as well. Like yeah, but they're, they're yeah. kind of we living in that in in the past. Yeah, they're also in on a podcast before, didn't we? About like the. They've almost like they feel like they've got that divine right. Yeah, and it's the same on like Sky when they're talking about in the uh, semi of the um, checker trade. Yeah, um, and they were just like, oh, Sunderland, you know, this big club mentality that think they're just owed. Yeah, owed right. Right. They, oh, they, they don't deserve to be in that. Division. Yeah, well, they do because they've been fucking no, yeah. absolutely shit p- p- field, and that's where p- they ended up. I can understand the history of clubs like big in terms of yeah. things like that, but the fans what go, we're a massive club. I'm like, but like. So Sunderland, like, oh, we're a bit, it's a big club. Like, okay, in terms of history, yeah, you've, yeah, you're a big club. But in terms of where you are, Enjoy you Burton. are where you are because of... Enjoy Burton and Lincoln yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Accrington Stanley. Oh, <laughs> on a Tuesday <laughs> night. Shed. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> Driving rain. I can tell you now, as d- having to do that as a fan, like, and... Being through the Champions League years and that, yeah. it honestly it was demoralising. And and and, and we got back to Leeds. No, oh, I'm, yeah. just, yeah. I'm, just it. I'm just it's relating it. I'm just saying. I'm just relating it. We'll get with Leeds oh. is next. Oh, all right, Leeds is next. Right. The um, but it's demoralising, and it takes time. We were down there three years, and it takes time to go. This is where you're playing your football. Yeah, Wake the it. fuck up, yeah. because this is it. Yeah. If you can't get up for Swansea next Tuesday and 
uh, Exeter, yeah. then you won't fucking win. And then when no. the player, like you say, passes the ball out and you're fucking hammering him, yeah. he's a league one player. For yeah, now. you've got to realise. Yeah, yeah. He, he may get better. You, don't you're know, not, but you haven't got the Rio Ferdinands and things like that. He's gone, boys. Don't, yeah. Wake up. Yeah. He's yeah. gone. It's This is where you're at now. This is yeah. the standard. Get behind it or fuck off. Yeah, exactly. it? And a lot of Sunderland fans, it's get behind it or fuck off. Yeah. Because... You need you need the support. The, it's galvanising. Uh, yeah, the fans are massive for that club, and in terms of they make the club as big as what it is, but they're actually ruining their own club yeah. in terms of how they are with players on the pitch. Like they got to realise, like you said, the league one players it is it is what it is. So you either adapt and say, right, we understand there's going to be more mistakes than when we we're in the Premier League, and we haven't got the players that we have, we've got. So it's going to take time and support, but that's a massive part of fans. Like I said, this season they're actually doing all right because, and their home record is probably the best they've ever had in mm. terms of the last four or five years because there's no fans, which is embarrassing. The word, the word is in the word, isn't it? Support. Yeah, support, exactly. Yeah. And I remember being after games, I guaranteed after every game there'd be about 2,000 people after every game waiting to like for whatever to tell you you've done all right or to tell you tell shit, you shit. Yeah. we we walked out after after that um after the, the game and um a lad who came with us he's a massive Man United fan and John O'Shea was still playing from that time yeah and he wanted a picture with John O'Shea and he was like oh John can I have a picture and he, and he was proper legging it to his car because yeah. he knew they just they just like another game they just lost yeah and he, he knew it was coming yeah like I say, he knew it was coming uh, yeah I'll have a picture oh, I'm a massive Man United fan yeah fine man and he was getting literally they were calling him shite yeah, like, I was yeah. like I mean, no man I just, Go home. I just never experienced that. I was yeah, like, yeah. "The fuck are you doing?" Mm, they hadn't yeah. played in the game, and they, they obviously all they were seeing was a dollar bill walk out, yeah. just draining out of their club. Just, yeah. but the shit he was getting. Yeah, you just get powers. Yeah. But the thing is, is that is that the players' fault? No, no of course it's not. He didn't the, get the, chair, the, the chairman, like, no, the chairman a... writes, let's say fifty grand, and John O'Shea's not going to go. No, 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 no I'll no, only no. take thirty, yeah, mate. Exactly. It's yeah. not going to happen. It's the that... same thing with uh, Rodwell. Yeah. So I'm actually good friends with 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 Jack and. Like, he didn't across. ring ring the club and go. I want seventy grand a week no. for four years without a relegation clause. And sit on that <laughs> situation. Who like, signs a player yeah. on that amount of money without a relegation clause? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's not. It doesn't happen. It's ironic, yeah. So it's the club's fault. They wanted him. It, they agreed terms. So if you agreed terms, stick to the contract. Like they say about players honouring contracts constantly. On oh, you need mm. to honour contracts. You need to be respectful for the club. But when it's on the other hand, yeah, when, when they don't yeah. want you there anymore, they're, they're, they're treated like shit. Yeah. And it's not his fault that he, he's done in 70 grand a week for the next four years. You've no. given that. Netflix killed Jack Rodwell, didn't it? That, yeah, that was killed. No, they, they edit they, they massively because so he's yeah. not yeah. like that at all. Not one bit. He's one of the nicest kids I've ever met. And he, he was... When he played, he tried. It's not his fault. Do you know what I mean? But injuries, isn't they? It's... It, it is what it is. But it, uh, one that that edit of what they've put yeah, on him they, made they him out. Him up, didn't yeah, they? but it, they, that's not what he's like. Killed a lot of people like documentary, oh. especially that. Is it me? Me? What's his name? Dan? You know him, don't you? The uh, the the Scottish guy. <laughs> no, the, uh, your mate. Your yeah, uncle. One of my, one the, of my um, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Exec, what's his name? Give it all the guy, wasn't it? Oh, well, oh no. Charles, the posh Charlie, like, fucking Charlie, Me- Charlie Meehan. Meehan. Charlie Meehan? Charlie Meehan, and he was like, we need to, we need to get. Oh, some... We need to put a. Put what's a the song? David Gale. Tiesto. Oh, Tiesto. Who's that? Oh, on the documentary. So it's the. Oh, it's the right hand man of the owner, and he's come with him. He's from Oxford, and he's really, really posh. And it's that. 
the song they so you could come out to. Yeah. He got rid of that and put oh, in some okay. trance music. Oh. And they're in the office and it's just playing out of a laptop. Oh, no. And you've got like a marketing lady Stood and, 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 and the, This is what we're gonna do, guys. These marketing guys are like, what, what a fucking knob. Oh. The robber. That's what's wrong with a club that would you even notice that though as a player, genuinely? Like as you're like you're you're not listening to that, are you? Nah. You're just like in like a Trance. You're in a bubble, yeah. No. In the Saying that, uh, the best ones leads. Oh, not going. Like, I'm not taking a piss there. Not mate. even you're bringing leads into it. Yeah, and no that, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> for him, have we? Mate, when that, that when we walk out at Lem Road, when you get what, that. march on together. Yeah. Yeah. Stick up your cre- greasy chip butty. Yeah, greasy chip butty takes. So it. on episode eleven, which will have gone on by now, uh, Carl is adamant that greasy chip butty is the best song, and I'm. I didn't what, say it in uh, the podcast. What? Exactly. I fucking heard of it. What's it's that? the Chef United Sheffield song. United song. Sing it, oh, on, Carl. No. Sing it briefly. You fill up my shirt. Cut. That's enough. <laughs> like a night out in Sheffield. I've never heard yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it is immense. Uh, it's when March on Together comes out. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. It's, it's, that's yes, a fucking that, anthem, boy. I'm telling you. No, I like, I'm, I like marching on together. It's yeah. just anybody who can anthem. write a song about a greasy chip boy. Yeah. Ledge. You have been listening to Gone Off on a Tangent and this very special part one of Liam Brigcut. We'll be back with part two at some point. Don't forget to go and download our other episodes. I have been Adam Stocks. He has been Carl Stubbs. Goodbye. And he has been Dan Taylor. Tallyho. And thanks to Hell's Ditch, who are a Lincoln band. That's who you'll hear now. See you next time.